Aloha and welcome to another episode of the Hawaii Vacation Connection. I'm Aloha Bruce. Thanks for tuning in. we got a great podcast for you for this June 13th, 2022. Our topic today is the top five historical sites to visit on your Hawaii vacation. These are some of the things that you may not be hearing about, and they're ones that I want to suggest to you guys as you start to think about planning your Hawaii vacation. Now, this is a different kind of podcast. It's a podcast not hosted by a wannabe social media influencer or somebody who knows nothing about booking a Hawaii vacation. We are your hosts. We're the owners of Hawaii Aloha Travel. We're in Hawaii, Hawaii's experts, and you can catch us on the web at hawaii-aloha.com, or you can just give us a call at 1-800-843-8771. Once again, I just asked Yaling before we went on the air if she wanted to do the podcast with me, and of course she says, no, go ahead and do it. I know that your microphone isn't working so good. We've been having some problems with our um, with our stupid mixer here so i'm gonna buy a new mixer finally after years and years of using the same one i think all the pots inside and things are in there are not working right because we're getting all kinds of weird levels so yelling will be back with us whenever she wants she knows she can join but we do miss her and she's always here to help you and me and all of us here at hawaii aloha travel all right, let's get to some news here. Of course, Hawaii is now open and the United States is open to all destinations now without even getting a COVID-19 test. So you don't have to worry about that. But I can tell you that people here in Hawaii are concerned about it. We do have a high case count. I mean, the CDC calls us one of those places where, you know, there's a lot of outbreak. And there's it's kind of a thing that I'm hearing that people think that they come to Hawaii, they get COVID and they go back. My sister was telling me that, that people on the mainland are saying, hey, if you go to Hawaii, you're going to get COVID. I don't know that that's true, but I can tell you that two of our clients just last week tested positive while they were on vacation here in the islands. And I bring this up because people were asking us what to do and because we really haven't been worried about it as much because we don't have to give rules and tell people to go to the safe travel site and all the things that we were doing before. I had forgotten what would actually, what would actually happen if somebody came in here. And actually got COVID while they were here in the islands, while they were on vacation. Well, the CDC is suggesting, and what we found out is that you must quarantine separately for at least five days and test every day until you're clear. Also wear a mask. That's basically what they tell you to do if you actually get COVID while you're here on vacation. I'd like to know if any of you are hearing that out there. Is that one of the things? Is that a thing now that people think they're actually going to get COVID when they come to Hawaii? I don't know. It is. We do have high counts, but nothing that is serious where, people, where their hospitalizations are up and that sort of thing. All right, another thing I wanted to mention, and this came up in our travel support group. Now, if you haven't joined our travel support group, you really should do it. It's a Facebook group, and you can get to it from our Hawaii Aloha Travel page or our Hawaii Aloha Travel Facebook page. Just get over there. You can ask questions. You can kind of lurk if you want and see what people are talking about. But one of the things that came up here was the importance for people to understand that all beaches in Hawaii are private beaches. Waikiki Beach is not a public beach and all commercial businesses are not allowed to preset beach umbrellas and chairs and reserve them for people. You know what I mean? So don't get that idea that you can like reserve a spot on the beach, you know, and then just show up later. 
and it, they're pretty strict about it. The DLNR monitors this, and a lot of the vendors there are, you know, are, are monitoring it as well. And we want to thank Miwa, who uh, brought this to our attention. She, I think, is affiliated with Waikiki Beach uh, Beach Activities, I believe it's called, and they'll help you out with it. And they always follow the rules, so you want to reach out to her or just l- let me know, and I'll get you hooked up so that you do have. You can rent the umbrellas, you can rent the chairs, but uh, she is suggesting that you just get up early. It's kind of like on a first-come, first-served basis uh, before people start laying out towels because that's what happens. People get out to the beach really early. They start laying out their towels so that they can mark their spot in the sand. All right. One of the other things that we've been talking about here is the vacation rental ban that has gone into play here on Oahu. And now, of course, which is what I expected, lawsuits are happening. There's a class action lawsuit by an association of property owners that are challenging this city ordinance, which bans pretty much all vacation rentals on Oahu, except in a couple of designated areas. These particular people are suing because they believe they should be grandfathered back in to allowing them to have vacation rentals because they've been doing it for so many years. Now, the big complaint and the other side of this, and it just depends on which side you're on, I'm kind of in the middle because I appreciate both sides of this story. People on the other side are just, uh, the, the big complaint is that it's just affecting local neighborhoods, places like Kailua and, and uh, residential communities where uh, vacation rentals are, are becoming too popular and causing, I guess, disruptions for the people in those areas. So those are the two sides of it. And where this lawsuit will go, I don't know. It is in federal court. So we will be keeping an eye on that. Another thing I wanted to mention is sunscreen. You know, su- the, the, a lot of the sunscreens that are out there are not good for our environment here in Hawaii, especially our coral reefs. And Hawaii was one of the first states to band, ban any sunscreens that take now, I hope I'm pronouncing this, uh, that, that contain oxybenzone and octioxinate. Okay, those are the two ones. Just go, get over to our blog. I'm going to put it on there. Now, make sure that when you're using a sunscreen, it doesn't contain these, these two chemicals. Maui County has banned all uh, non-mineral sunscreens, and Hawaii Island is recently considering stricter laws. The harm is that these chemical sunscreens... You know, they basically wash off into the ocean and then they threaten a lot of the marine life and like I was saying, coral coral reefs and so forth. And it causes what they call coral bleaching. Now, a lot of the members of the tourism community are reaching out. Even the hotels are getting involved and they're... They're making sure that people uh, get samples of the proper sunscreen and also have those available uh, on site so that people understand just how important it is. All right, let's get off to the topic today. Don't forget, you know, give us a call. If you're looking to book this Hawaii vacation, we can definitely help you out because it gets very complicated, uh, especially now with pricing the way it is. It's skyrocketing all over the place. And we here at Hawaii Aloha Travel, are, you know, we have a lot of resources. So, you know, we're all swimming kind of in the same pool as far as pricing goes. But because we're so on it all the time, we know where the best deals are. 
if you can if you can find a deal for Hawaii, we're booking out way in way in advance now. I mean, I got people calling a lot for next year now already, and it's just you know I I know that people that booked way in advance with me this year, like March and even the begin the end of last year, faring really well with the packages they have and that they've booked. They've really been saving a lot of money as compared to what the prices are now. Because you look at those airfares. I mean, I was looking at airfares just from California over a thousand dollars. Just to come in a round trip from like L.A. for a thousand dollars, really expensive high airfares, especially for, uh, you know any kind of holiday or peak season. All right, let's get to the topic today because I wanted to talk a little bit about historical sites. You know, there's been a lot of emphasis here in the islands for Malama Hawaii, and you know I've talked about it a lot. Malama Hawaii protecting the environment and protecting our lands and getting people to understand when they come to the Hawaii they should experience some of these things. Now, uh, unfortunately, it doesn't sound too sexy and fun when you think about doing some of these historical things or some of these volunteerism types of things. So I've picked a few um, a few historical sites that I think you can include. Oahu especially has a lot of history in the Big Island. There's a couple of places on Maui, very little on Kauai that I even would mention. But if you can include some of these things, they're not only fun, they're educational, and it kind of checks off this whole thing about making sure that you understand our culture and also have fun at the same time. Also, by the way, we do have a private circle, a private culture tour, which does all this. It ticks off all the stuff you need to know, and it it adds fun into the equation when you're learning about Hawaii. Because you know what? You're on vacation. I get that. You want to have fun. So if we can make it fun and educational and uh, historic, you know, uh, uh, preserves Malama Hawaii and gets you to really understand what we have here, where it's just a win-win-win. So the first one I want to mention is a Heiau. A Heiau is a very sacred place in Hawaiian culture. You can read about it all over all over the uh, internet. Uh, basically, um, this one is the Pu'u Ma, uh, Mahuka. Um, uh, Heiau, and it's up on the North Shore. It's up on Pupukea. So a lot of you are going in the North Shore, and even if you do one of our Circle Island tours, always ask to go here. It's it's really an amazing place. It's estimated that it was built in uh, the 1600s. Now, these traditional Heiau's are enclosures made of, like, stacked rocks, and they provide, a you know, like a religious and cultural purpose for native Hawaiians. And this particular one is the biggest one still standing on Oahu. So it's very important. And I've heard stories about it. And there's, uh, there's uh, kupuna sometimes that are up there that will help you understand the story of it. But they used to do um, stuff back and forth from Kauai. Uh, from this particular heiau, so definitely get over the over to that. Another one is Washington Place downtown. Now we, you know, we we're going to talk a little about Iolani Place and uh, some of the other historical buildings that are in downtown Honolulu. But I think one that some people miss is Washington Place. It's this beautiful white mansion. It's right in downtown Honolulu. It's best known as the home of Queen. Liliokalani, uh, which was Hawaii's last monarch, as you know. She resided there during the overthrow of the Hawaiian kingdom back in 1893, which led to the annexation of Hawaii to the United States in 19, uh, 1898. 
Uh, I'm trying to remember. Anyway, this is just a great place. Go over to Washington Place. It's probably one that is not on the radar. Another place that is on the radar a lot is, of course, Iolani Place. Place. This is in downtown. If you're into history, this is a must-do. It It began construction in the late 1700s. It's known for its amazing architecture. It has like an American Florentine type of architecture. It's very unique to Hawaii, and it was inspired by the king's many travels to the mainland uh, and around the world. It has the uh, distinction of being the only royal palace in the United States, so you definitely want to check that out. Again, you know, a lot of the history is on Oahu, so if you're a history buff or if it's raining, definitely get into that. I want to just throw in an honorable mention to Bishop uh, Bishop Museum because that's all also a great place. There's just so many museums and places of historic nature here on the island of Oahu. Over on the on the big island, you want to check out the Pu'uloa petroglyphs. I always tell my families about that, especially kids, to learn about Hawaiian petroglyphs. Um, it's home to over 23,000 images over there, and they're amazing. And you can kind of look into them. There's different stories behind them. There's different meanings behind these pet- petroglyphs, and it's still being debated as to what they mean. Some believe that it was just travelers making their way around the islands, and others suggest that they could mean, have significant meaning for childbirth or when kids were born. So an interesting place to do. It's over on the Waikoloa side. It's beautiful, and it's definitely something that should be on your must-do, maybe not on your radar. Also, over on the Big Island, Kahua Ranch. Few people even know about this ranch, and it has a lot of history and a lot of horsemanship. Horsemanship was big in Hawaii. We had paniolos, which are cowboys, Hawaiian cowboys, and we had a lot of polo later in later years. And in 1932, King Kamehameha Maya needed a way to deal with the hundreds of wild cattle on the Big Island, so he invited three Mexican cowboys from California to Hawaii to teach the uh, you know, the Hawaii people their skills, and that's how cattle ranching got introduced to the islands and the Kahua Ranch is a working ranch in Kamawela and they do have some great horseback riding. You definitely want to check out that. It's a great place to do some horseback riding and do it like our true Paniola. Paniolo. <laughs> anyway, and the final one is over on Maui, and it's the only other one I can really think of that I, I just don't see a lot being talked about, and that's the Lahaina Historical Trail. And you know that uh, Lahaina was the first capital of Hawaii, and it was the seat of the monarchy more than 50 years ago, uh, for, for more than 50 years, rather. And it's, it's a self-guided walking tour. Now, Yaling and I did this when we were in Maui for our anniversary. And I was just, I, you know, I couldn't stop reading all about it. And there was one building, I forget the building now. Um, it was right at the beginning of the trail where they have this giant anchor and it was like a place where the uh, sailors used to go and you couldn't get in when we were there. It was still closed because of the pandemic, even though it should have been open. But th- that's where it starts and you can walk all up and down Front Street and see these beautiful buildings that are, um, you know, uh, part of the whaling, whaling era and the missionaries and the plantations and... And it's just really, really cool. There's like a 19th century prison there that you can see. So it's just a lovely way to traverse Lahaina Town, which is just something you should be doing if you're on the west side anyway. If you're in the Ka'anapali area, you're going to be hanging out 
probably more than once or twice in Lahaina Town, which is this little whaler's village, which is so much fun, shops, restaurants, a little nightlife, great, great things to see there, lovely galleries. So hopefully these are some ideas for you. But don't forget to check out our website, hawaii-aloha.com. Also check out our private tours that we do, Secret Hawaii Tours. We do special tours, Hawaii Five O Tour, you know, celebrating the famous uh, uh, series. Also, we do a Aloha Plate Food Tour, the only real Hawaiian-style food tour in the world. So definitely check out all of our unique tours. They're all private, all with locals that are born or raised here or lived here most of our lives. But more importantly, give me a call. Reach out to me. You know, I did get a couple of emails this week because I have been crying that nobody reaches out to me. I, I look. I'm, I know that we're you know this isn't like a huge podcast with a you know a gigantic following. Even though we've been doing it for 14 years, I realize that people who stay with me stay short periods of time because you know you're booking a vacation. After that, it's not top of mind as much. But we do have longtime listeners, and I just got a, a little email from a guy named Paul who's been listening for over a year. Thank you, Paul, for reaching out. All right, that's going to do it. That's going to wrap. For my beautiful wife, Yaling, and all of us here at Hawaii Aloha Travel, I'll say aloha and mahalo.